you're tuned in to Spraymakers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with Rossi and Trent. Slumps are the worst. Everyone has found themselves in a ski slump, but the boys will talk you through how to avoid them and how to get out of them. That that's that slump, Rossi. That that mid-season slump. That and this isn't you know this isn't something that some people talk about. This is something that everybody talks about. That the mid-season blues. You know things are firing. You go and ski your first couple tournaments, and and all of a sudden you're looking t- forward to you know regionals or or Western Canadians or whatever that might be, and and all of a sudden the wheels done fell off. They fell off, bro. I mean that's I mean and, and you're you're so you're you are so right in the fact that. This happens to everyone. I mean, you can go from you know uh, beginner skier to pros, and and I've I've I'm guilty, and we're all guilty. And I think we get as as skiers, we just seem to get this tunnel vision, you know. And so once we once we start feeling strong in our body, and we're starting to run, you know, uh, our practice scores are coming up, and our confidence is coming up, and and our strength, you know, our ski strength is coming up. We're just getting yeah. stoked. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's real interesting, you know, how, how it, how it flows when you do start to get in that rhythm and we do get that tunnel vision and all you can think about is your hardest pass and, and how am I going to get yeah. through that? And do I need one more tweak or whatever? But I, but I think slumps don't just, I mean, they may show up in your mind in, in one, one day, like what, what just happened? I can't, I can't do it, but they are, a, a culmination of a lot of events leading up to them. And I think that we can all, you know, take a, take a view outside of ourselves a little bit so that we can have a game plan to not end up in that place. And then we can, how about we talk about if we do end up in that place, how we get out too. But I think we should start, <laughs> yeah. let's start, yeah, let's start by, don't you tell me not to go this, there. <laughs> exactly. Let's start by calling this slump busters and uh and uh let, let let's not do that but let's uh let's let's give it a shout like so so should we start with i think we should start with maybe how not to get into this place yes 100 like, like, things that things that you recommend or things that you do or tricks that you've found over the years yeah. that keep you from that place because i really like it you you have a you have a seasoned game plan that i think really people need to to listen to and understand that you know you're we've talked about this in previous episodes where you know you're 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 talking about you know having setting goals for certain places but making sure that we're really aware of when we want to peak and that's something that i think a lot of people struggle with and and really i think people game plan on peaking the whole summer and yeah. I think that 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 may be the root of the problem, but uh, maybe I got to your punchline. But why don't you uh, elaborate on no. on, on no, whatever I, you I want think, to? But maybe that's, that's exa- it. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's exactly it. it. It's 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 losing sight of of that overall plan, right? So I mean, you know, just you know, June comes, you ski your first couple tournaments, and and you're you're kind of on, you know, you're on track. You, you know, you're not maybe not full season peak, but you're skiing well. And then I think you know depends on you know where you are in the world and what your tournament schedule is if you have a tournament schedule even but it's just it's it's once you you know reach that you know maybe it's not that peak but it's you're nearing that plateau it's 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 people just end up doing the same things over and over and over and over at the exact same um exact same frequency kind of expecting the exact same results every single time they go out um isn't that I the think, definition of insanity yeah well yeah exactly right 
doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Yeah. And, okay. and it's, I, so if, if I think number one, I think it's fatigue. I think that's, that's the big one. And whether it's, it's physically you're drained or mentally, emotionally you're drained. I think it so comes glad down you brought fatigue. that in. Yeah, and it, and it's it is that it's hard to maintain that 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 one um, constant level for for an extended period of time. Like so, in terms of you know, in regards to that specifically, as the season rolls on, I mean, everyone you know is going to do this a little different. But like me, like as I roll into tournament season, you know, and I, thinking back to when I had a, a busier schedule um, or you know, busier tournament schedule. If I was having tournaments on back-to-back weekends, my volume between tournaments was going to drastically, you know, drop off. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where, where if I was yeah, back-to-back I think that... weekends, I might I might have two sets a week between tournaments. You know, exactly. ski a tournament Saturday, Sunday, get home Monday, rest Tuesday, ski Wednesday, Thursday, leave Friday. You know, yeah. and, and 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 that's it. You know, and that's that's kind of the advantage to having this this game plan laid out. Um, at the start of the season. Um, but that aside, you know, cause you know, the, the average skier and myself included nowadays that we're not skiing, you know, t- tournaments every weekend anymore. I mean, maybe there's a small, small part in the middle of summer where you are, but, um, you know, just, even if you're just trying to, you know, maintain, um, you know, from, from June to August, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to, um, You've got to be willing to take a little bit of a step back when you're when you're skiing good, right? Um, what, what's your what's your experience with that? Well, I mean, I think that's I think that's something that would really shock people because I, I early on in my early on in my career, for example, you know, I would try I would get home from an event on Monday. I would want to be you know skiing my brains out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and of course. It would be on Thursday because I had to leave Friday for the event. Last set, Thursday, tweak a neck. You know, not something I can't yeah. ski through, but like just enough to be annoying. Take away that top <laughs> 10%, you know, make you thinking about it. You're rubbing your neck the whole time you're on the plane heading to the event, you know. And and essentially what I, what I realized was I skied most of my events dinged up is what I would call it, you know, not a hundred percent, but able to function and dinged up does not lend itself to being, uh, you know, putting in your top performances. So like you're saying, I mean, in between events, I think it's absolutely crucial to, uh, to, to take that, to take time. And, and, and so the, 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 the big picture of what I learned over my career and I got better at was, you know, that you got to listen to your body. Like that is everything you cannot, A, that voice in your head shouldn't be there. You know, that's not something that's, you're you're not supposed to be having conversations in your head back and forth with yourself. You know, like your mind is your body. So, you know, there is no conversation to be had. Like you wake up in the morning, you feel your body. If you feel you're at, you know, wow, I'm sore. Um, I'm, I'm just mentally really tired today. I'm just not yeah. into it. That is your, that's your note right there. Today is not a ski day for me. It might be 88 degrees, glass calm, perfect mm-hmm. conditions. Yes. Yes. You're going yes. to the lake because your, your, your ski partner is fired up and ready to go. That's all wonderful stuff. That does not mean 
you have to take your ski out and you have to take a ride. Who wants to go? I mean, for me, going out and trying to run my best when I physically know, I knew in the morning when I woke up that it wasn't, it wasn't the day. That's the only time that that is going to get an override in my mind now is if it's an event day. And that's a bummer because that means you didn't set yourself up properly. But, you know, yeah, but, but you, problem, you're, you're 100% right. Like you need to make a note now, like make a note right now. Like just, just like, just like you said, Rossi, make a note Like you are going to listen to your body from here on out. You're, you're not going to second guess that nagging voice. Like, uh, I don't know if I have it today. Uh, I don't know if I need to do one more set. That's, that's, I mean, that's real. That's your body telling you something. And that's when injuries happen, right? Yep. Yep. And that, you know, like anytime I got, anytime I got kind of hurt and like, you know, I, I, I've never really been hurt, hurt, Solomon hurt, hurt. But anytime Uh, I got kind of hurt, I can look back and be like, Oh, I, that was it. I, I even had that nagging thought. I hope, I hope I don't hurt my back this set. I hope I don't hurt my hip this set. And, and it's don't, don't like, don't, you know, don't be uh don't rely on, on hindsight being 2020, like have a little bit of, have a little bit of forethought, but a little bit of foresight. If you're, if some, you know, if your body's telling you something, it's telling you something. So like moving forward, just be like, you can be super stubborn on this one. If you're not feeling it, do not ski. Listen, and here's a, here's another thing that for me, I, I had to get to the Advil thing, people like I understand <laughs> as we get older, I totally understand. We have more aches and pains, but you cannot just wake up in the morning, feel that pain, take Advil, which mm-hmm. blocks that pain feeling, you know, or Tylenol or whatever you're to leave, you know, whatever that stuff is like in my mind, that is last case scenario. Like we do, that is not, if you wake up in the morning and you have the desire to throw, you know, four Advil down your throat. Well, you know what? I think it's your day off. And then, yeah. you know, you just got to, you've got to listen to your body. So I, I learned a long time ago to stop with the, stop with yeah. that stuff so that I can listen to my body. Because as soon as I take the drugs, then my body says, Hey man, you feel great. Let's go. Yeah. Dude, and that's, that's a dude, ding. That's it. And you watch that, man. I mean, I, I know people that, that, I mean, Advil is, is in their ski bag and, and this isn't one or two people. I mean, I, I coach all over the world. This is, this is like super common practice. I'm, I'll be 44 years old this summer. I take Advil. If I take it twice a year, that, that there's no way I take it three times. You know, I'll take it either zero times, one time, two times. And I know, I know certain people have certain nagging injuries and, and that isn't related to skiing. And, and so I'm not really zeroing in on that, but Dude, I wouldn't have thought of that, but that's a great comment. Don't don't let that be part of your training regimen, unless it's part of your, you know, unless it's some sort of prescribed part of of your life that you know. Obviously, not a doctor here. <laughs> right, exactly, and, and that's the thing. Like really this, is, good this point. is really good point. Exactly, this is not for for people who have been prescribed it or recommended to use it. I'm just talking. We're we're talking about yep. you know day to day healthy. You know, most waters, most most of us slalom skiers, especially, are in pretty good, darn darn good shape. And so, if you're needing that stuff, that is telling you you need the day off. Take the day off. Go enjoy the lake. I love going to the lake. I don't. I love going and driving the boat. I mean, spend. You can, like we've talked about in previous episodes. You there. There is never a moment that you can't be capitalizing on the situation. So. If you go to the lake and you're not feeling it, then go to the lake and dive into 
I'm really going to focus on my driving. I really wanted to, yeah. to tweak this. I mean, we talked about this. You and I work our driving as much as we work our skiing. So do that. Go to the lake. Enjoy yourself. Maybe just kind of take a seat back and maybe maybe take a different perspective on the skiing. And, and if you're you're not driving the boat and you're not skiing, you know, set up a chair on the side of the lake and take a different different perspective or you yeah, know ask, yeah ask go you can... go video from three ball or something go exactly. go 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 see what things look like you know analyze your buddies skiing trying to help your buddies but from a different perspective that you never get to see that's a, that's a really good point you know i mean there's just there's there's so many options you have go to the lake and do some yard work you know just something easy that will warm you up but not blow you out i'm not saying pull weeds all day if you're blown out before <laughs> you start but i mean this is this is an insanely intensive sport. Whether you're at, you know, beginning speeds and, and line lengths, or you're running forty one off, it I, in my mind, this sport is one of the greatest sports that is on this planet. It taxes every muscle in your body, you know, and then your mind. And you know, I, I just it's it's one of those things that you got to be on your game. And if you're not, just don't put yourself in the game. Just take yeah, that's out. Exactly. That's exactly it. So phys- physical fatigue, like there's, there's, I think, you know, there's a, there's a, a big one. And then that, and again, that's whether you're getting ready for senior worlds nationals, or you're just at the lake. And it, this is my six weeks off. I'm going to get after it. Physical fatigue can get in the way. So that, go, let's go, you know, the, probably just as common and a little harder to put your thumb on like the, kind of that that mental emotional fatigue what uh where does that like kind of the the doldrums of of mid-season how do you avoid that i mean for for me that's a it's the same it's kind of the same evaluation when you wake up in the morning right you might wake up in the morning and the body feels pretty good like okay i feel pretty good but the mind's like uh mind just goes i don't know man going to the lake again like or doing this. I mean, not everybody gets that. I mean, some people wake up every single day and they just want to, I mean, that's all they can think about, you know, and, and they want it so bad. But I think the idea mentally for me, I found that my, the root reason why I go to the lake is because I love it. I have a lot of fun. It's, it's, uh, obviously it's a challenge in what I'm doing on the water, but but if I back away from my my personal uh, goal and and tournament skiing and skiing buoys, why did I start doing sports on the water? I started doing them because I love to play. Now I look back when I was a kid. What did I do? I grabbed a kneeboard, and you know I started standing up on the kneeboard and carving it like a water ski. You know, like pre pre wakeboarding, we were wakeboarding on a kneeboard all the time, running the course, doing all that <laughs> stuff. So where am I going yeah. with this? You don't need to, you don't need to ski a tournament set every time you go to the lake. I look back to when I was working under uh, Schnitz, and you know we would do our two sets a day, and in the water was ninety three degrees down in Orlando, Florida. It's ninety eight degrees outside. You're getting hammered by the sun. You doesn't matter. You drink a gallon of water a day, and you're still dehydrated. And, and so we get to this place where you're, you're just like, you can't bang your head against the wall because physically, you know, you'll fall apart. Your hands will fall apart. Mentally, you're on that edge. So what did we do? We started taking different skis 
and trying, you know, uh, left foot forward as a righty, I would go and we'd, we'd have a left <laughs> foot forward battle at 20, 24 miles an hour. How many, how could you run the course? If you could run the course, could you shorten it? You know, how many buoys could you run at a certain speed at, at, at the shortest line length? So we go out at left foot forward. And yeah. so on, on a short, wide, let's say a beginner ski or, or it could even be a more performance oriented ski, but go out there. I run double boots. I'd have a front boot and a kicker, you know, I mean, just totally change it up. And then can I even get out of the water? And then I get out of the water and I'd be like, (laughs) okay, what do I need to do to to learn to ski lefty? And I go out. Now, obviously people aren't going to necessarily be able to go out and perform like you and I would, uh, you know, I mean, we would go out in this scenario and run two at 39 left foot forward at six, you know, at 24 miles an hour on a wide ride, you know? So, but, but the point is find other things on the water that you can do that are really fun. Like right now, uh, wake surfing is, is, you know, it's super popular. It's super fun. It's really easy on your body, you know? So, so substitute in something like that, go for a, you know, go for a, a kneeboard set, but actually stand up on the thing or, you know, or a wakeboard set or a, you know, whatever it is that, that, that seems fun for you on the water, go and do those things. Yeah. And take a break from that intensity of slalom skiing. Like, man, we get so tunnel visioned on one goal. And, and people are like, oh, you know, skiing on a ski at 26 miles an hour is really going to mess up my timing. And I'm not, well, yeah, if you go right from there and then you strap your slalom ski on and you try to go 36 miles an hour after going 24 miles an hour, five seconds later, yeah, that's going to be something different. But if you skied your, your intense set, on your first set and you're like, you know what? I'm not feeling that second set, but it's hot and I really want to do something. You know, like I said, pick up one of these other skis and yeah. just go out and try to figure it out, but don't beat yourself up. Go slow. I, I I'll ski with a wakeboard uh, handle that has, you know, padding on it with no gloves at that speed, you know, like you just go out and <laughs> ski, like do stuff that makes it fun. I want to see you smile. I want to yeah. have, I, like I watch these people get to the lake and they're so intense and they're so, uh, so singly focused that it's like the only thing that matters on the water is my tournament set. And, yeah, and yeah, obviously yeah. having kids and, and, and you're getting into it too. Like yeah. once you see that and you just see that they want to, they want to slalom ski, you know, my kids love tubing. So we go and we tube like whatever it is. I just want them having fun on the water side tangent here. But like, that is really kind of that thing to help you to not go and just beat yourself into the ground. Yeah, because I mean, and, and I get it. I get that level of intensity, you know, because you know I'm similar, and, and and you're, you know, you're similar in that approach too. In that, you know, every set is, you know, you're 100 focus, and you know, but but you can't keep that level of focus um, between, you know, between tournaments if if there's a long span day after day after day after day after day so you're right if you if you you know if you're at the lake and that's where you are and that's where you live and or that's where you're holidaying and so yes get on the water and do something else if if you you know if you're primarily a tournament skier and 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 you know your sets are you know are are a little more staggered and, and that's the only time you have then 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 break it up break up the monotony in a different way so you know as i get into this season uh i'll do exactly that i'll i mean i'm still gonna you know, I only have time for a few sets a week, but I'm going to change those sets up. So I'm just thinking back to, you know, last year as, as, 
you know, I didn't have any tournaments until, you know, September, October. So, you know, when I started skiing really good in August and early September, then I, I would, I would change it up in that I would just, okay, this is going to be purely a tournament set, meaning I'm going to go out until I fall. So it, I mean, if I fall on my second pass, I'm done. I'm going to come in, dry off, try it again tomorrow. You can change it up in a lot of different ways, but you just, you've got to, you've got to find a way to, to, um, just sort of break out of that monotony one, two, and this is the one that I think is, is the big, big killer. You, you've got to change the way you are um, evaluating success. You've got to change the ways that, you know, what, what determines a good set versus a bad set. You know, I, I have some guys that I, that I coach regularly, ski with regularly, and, and, and too often, it's like, how are you skiing? Terrible. I'm like, well, how could you be skiing terrible? You were skiing great three days ago. That, that doesn't make sense to me. You know, it, it made sense to me when I was younger and, uh, you know, and a, a less, uh, you know, less comfortable with my skiing and my skill set. But I, like I, I tell people I coach now, like I have two bad sets a year, you know, and, and, and that doesn't mean that I run 41 every single set except for two. But I, 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 uh, I'm more qualitative in my assessments now than I, than I used to be. Yeah, so, I mean, for us. For us, that's gonna be that's gonna be those two sets for me at least are the two sets that for some reason I didn't wrap my head around what I was gonna do and I went out and just really exactly. didn't work on it. That's when I'm skiing. That's exactly. that's like a terrible set. Like how yes. however you ski, you're not bound. Like I ski, so you know I, I've been running, I've been running 41, and I ran a, today I ran three at 41, so I'm I'm way less of a skier. No, dude, you're 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 yeah. Your buoys in practice do not count. Now, yes. obviously, if you're seeing a downturn day after day after day, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that in a little bit in this podcast. But like in general, I love how you said that. You know, you, 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 it, it is, it's how you value the set. And it's really important to understand that you're, you're going to have ups and downs when you have a day that's like that get off the water and evaluate yeah. what did I do differently today that caused this? What was my, what, or maybe it's a date of, of reevaluation, like, of, and, and I call that reevaluation is really refocus, right? Like, so when I go to a tournament, when I'm done the tournament, I write in my logbook, you know, what, what are the things I did well? What are the things that I think were my weakest points of the event? Yeah. And then when I get back to practice time, those weak of those weak links are what are my main focus leading into the next set of training and things like that. Yep. So I had yep. I had one thought that also came to mind that is is mind blowing to me. I'm sure it is to you, but you know, leading into a season, uh, I know myself and I and I'm pretty sure of you as well. You know, we're doing workouts, we're riding mountain bikes, we're you know doing whatever it is that those things that we do right. So yeah. right when the season starts, trying should we should just stop all that, right, and just ski, <laughs> dude? In my yeah, I mean, like in in at one point in my life, yes, no, I'm I'm just gonna just pour on the volume, but no, absolutely not, right? So that that's exactly how you're gonna fall into injury, mm-hmm. you know. Take everything, take everything else that that was keeping you strong and keeping you balanced, throw it out, and start doing this, you know, this this sport that is inherently imbalanced. Yeah, absolutely. You need to keep up, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm going to re I'm going to re 
reduce, not necessarily volume. I'm going to reduce intensity a little bit on my workouts, but I'm absolutely not going to, going to, going to abandon them. Right. I mean, for, for me, I would, uh, I would, you know, during, during my seasons, what I, what I would do is just, I would like, like you just said, I would, I would vary my intensity, but actually I was lifting some of my best lifting was done during tournament season, you know, like, yeah, you know, I can, I can think about going back to 2009, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a pretty nice season that year. Yeah. I would ski the event Saturday, Sunday, fly home Monday morning, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, very intensive workouts. Uh, but by Thursday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, very intensive workouts, like maxing out, pushing, and those workouts came, you know, so I would ski in the morning, then I would go do my workouts. I'm not saying that that's, a, a, you know, the right order or whatever. And then Thursday, I would know I can't do max leg workout on Thursday because I'm going to rest Friday and travel. And then Saturday is my event. So then, you know, you just, you, you, you sculpt your, you sculpt whatever you're doing so that you aren't blowing yourself out on Thursday so that you on, on Saturday, you can have your event. You know, the other thing that I found was I would do the same thing. I would get very into and very tunnel visioned on my skiing and my skiing would be get going, going great. And the other thing that I would do is mountain bike a lot, you know, and you think, oh, well, mountain biking is a cardio event. This is, you know, water skiing isn't a cardio of cardio event, but you know what happens when you ride a mountain bike or you work out intensely, you're not thinking about water skiing. You're not thinking about the stresses of your daily life. You are out there being in the moment and riding And in a way. What I think it is, is a refresh of your brain, like giving your mind yeah. something else to focus on. Because if you focus on slalom skiing 24 hours a day, your mind is going to get exhausted. And then you're going to, some of that mental fatigue, even if the physical fatigue isn't setting in, the mental fatigue can. And I can very clearly remember, you know, my wife saying, do we need to talk about water skiing 24 hours a day? Like, can we cut it down to like 19, <laughs> you know, and let's have a discussion about other things. And then it really, it really started to, I started to understand that, you know, we all love this sport and we all just, anybody that's listening, I know your passion. I mean, I'm passionate and, and that'll never be questioned and, and I love it and I eat, sleep, breathe it, you know, but you have to be able to walk away for a, for a little bit so that you don't mentally fatigue. What do you think? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I think that hundred percent it. Like, so I, I think it's, I think it's twofold. I, I think one is, is the physical um, fatigue. The, the second is, is the mental and emotional. And, and I say, you're exactly right. It, it, it's, you know, take a, take a step away from it. Um, <clears throat> or, or, or again, and I think that, that maybe the, it's, it's, it's both the, the, e the easiest method and the hardest method be more qualitative in your assessments. Right. And, and that's, what's hard about slalom, particularly over, you know, the other two events is that every single time, every single run is scored because you can count to six every, the, the, the it's timed to a hundredth of a second and there, and it's really hard to do to do any sort of you know drills like i uh freddie krueger the jumper his I, I coach his uh nephew um and after kind of a you know a set that <clears throat> one of the few sets he didn't actually run a pb <laughs> he was kind of bummed out and i, and, and I said you, you gotta you gotta think of it like this like your uncle so 
I mean, more times than not, he goes out and he just practices his cuts back and forth and back and forth. I said, so then he comes back to the, to the dock and he officially jumped zero feet. Probably <laughs> that's, the, that's the smallest jump you could ever record. But he, he just thinks he had an amazing set because maybe he, he did this and this and that. And he, and he got this, you know, all, all the, his position was perfect and his speed was amazing and da 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 da, da whatever those guys are doing. Um, so, so you've got to approach slalom in the same way. And I absolutely, I, I 100% do. You know, I'm, I'm qualitative. If, if I go out, that's why I go, and we talked about this earlier, but I go out with, with a specific plan of what it is I want to accomplish that set. And if I felt that it, that one component, then it's a success. And, you know, realist here, like sometimes my, my only goal is I'm going to go and I, and I am going to run 41 today. And that is going to define my good set. But those, those sets are, are far more rare than you would think. So you've, you know, you've, you've got to be a little bit more, uh, qualitative in your assessments i say two bad sets a year and i mean that i i have you know one of my uh kids i coach back home connor i tell him the same thing you're allowed two bad sets this season so i <clears throat> we need to record when they happen and we need to keep track of them because you only get two and, and with him like myself a bad set is defined as, as when you are mentally and emotionally checked out and there's not a darn thing you can do about it that's your bad set other than that, you're not really skiing bad. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's a that's a wonderful way to wrap up. You know the the view that we have on most of the reasons and and ways that we can stay away from falling into slumps, and and it's and it, it is that you know you just you have to have you have to have a game plan. Like if your game plan is that I'll figure it out when I'm skiing. That's not a game plan. I'm sorry, people. That that's not acceptable. You know, you should it's the know, no plan plan. Yeah, the no plan plan is not a plan. So you know, when I if I will go out on a practice set and I will know before I go out there that I'm going to go and I'm going to practice my opt up. You know, I'm going to go 32, yeah. 38, cool. 39, 41. The yeah. wind set up this way. It's how I would do it in the tournament. So this is my game plan today. I may not have had that game plan when I was driving to the lake, you know, but I can tell you that when I do my warm up and when I'm when I'm getting prepared to ski, my game plan is set. There is no, well, I'm just going to go ski. Like that that's that that right there having that unplanned can help to facilitate heading you towards a slump. You know, like you need to be aware, listen to your body, listen to your mind, have your game plan. And like we've said a million times, this is not just because this is the way you and I perform. It doesn't mean that it, everybody else can still function this in the same manner. And it doesn't matter if you're just out there to have fun. We're not. This is not fun killing. This is actually highlighting your fun because you're prepared. This is taking a, a better approach at it than, you know, just this is what I do. And if it's if it is just what you do, then listen, maybe you'll implement some of this stuff. You know, maybe uh, you'll get you'll get bits and pieces that you can add in. We're not trying to take away anybody's fun, anybody's summer, you know, but this is if you want to get better, these things will help you. But now now that we've talked about this end, Trent, let's let's talk about you wake up one day and you realize, ah, man, the last two weeks I have been my scores are my scores are. They're, they're, they're not where I want them to be. I'm frustrated. Uh, you know, I, 
I'm, I'm starting to feel, I mean, I'm, I would bet that at the same moment, you're also starting to feel sore. You might feel a little dinged up. What, I'm sure that you see this. I mean, whether it be yeah, like yeah, yourself, for sure. Dude, hopefully yeah. not yourself, but you're, you're like, your dude, students. Yeah. Like, so what's up? Yeah, we like. I, I mean, I followed. I did everything you guys said, and I'm in a slump. Don't tell me I'm not in a slump, Trent, with your qualitative bull crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm skiing like crap. I get it. I get it. So I, I think there's two things. <clears throat> you can either ski your way out of it, or you can take a break. And, and that sounds crazy, but but that's kind of that's kind of like been my experience in the past. Um, so if you're going to ski your way out of it, that's when it you do really need to take a little step back, and you can be like, okay, you know. Um, I'm not going to just take a week off, which is, which is, which is option B, but okay. I'm going to ski my way out of this because maybe, I, you know, maybe I have nationals in, in, you know, five days. So, okay. I'm going to ski my way out of this. Just chill out, go back to find like that base fundamental, like whatever that, 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 uh, cornerstone piece you have in your pocket that, you know, if I do this, I'm going to start to feel, you know, feel my line again, go back to that, you know, do, um, you know, I'm not a huge proponent of doing a lot of back-to-backs, but give yourself a set where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to just reel this thing back, chill out. That tournament is coming in five days, whether I'm ready or not. So let's just try and find, you know, just try and find that core fundamental that, that may have, I may have let slide out, you know, contact whoever, you know, if you do have a coach, you know, reach out, try and get a session, you know, or go through your notes or go back through your memory or find, you know, a video of when you particularly were skiing good, go back and find that fundamental. So if that's, you know, gate speed, if it's gate speed, go back and just, just have a set where you're only going to do gate speed. Um, just, just find out what that is. And then option B, okay. I don't have a tournament in the next two weeks. I'm, I'm going to straight up, I'm going to take five days off where I'm not going to ski. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah, but I'm it's 90 degrees out in Glasscom, bro. Yeah, right. Exactly. But we, you know, we, we, we got to find our way out of this. Um, so that, and then the only other th- other thing that's worked really, really well for me, um, is some sort of change in equipment and, 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 and anyone that knows me, I'm not talking about go to tune your fin in a way to get out of this, but, um, something like some sort of some kind of change like for me what i like to do is uh this one's silly but i'll put a new front binding on or a new front liner on just to just to to sort of when you keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again people call it muscle memory it, it's really like it it's it's like the your neural pathways like get this really nice deep root like deep uh rut if you will um, and, and you're, you're processing information in the exact same way at the exact same time. And you, you get a little bit complacent. So for me, you know, I, I'll, I'll put a new front binding on and then all of a sudden I'm feeling things in a little bit different and it's just a little bit of a refresher. Um, you know, and if obviously, you know, it's not going to run out and buy a new binding, but you know, something simple, you know, make your fin a little bit deeper, not even saying you need that, but just something just, just to give yourself a little bit of a, ah, that's different. Change your handle, change something, just anything that's going to allow you to get that information in a little bit different, uh, chain than you've been doing it for the, you know, hundreds of hours over, over the summer. Um, those are my kind of my three go-tos. Well, I mean, you just basically stole all my thunder, bro. I got, I got nothing oh, sorry. now. So let's just call it end Long right winded, here. Dude. Yeah, sorry. let's just call it the end. I mean, you took A, B, and C, bro. So, I mean, way to leave me nothing. All right. Uh, no, you know, I, I, maybe? Yeah, I, I just took two, bro. 
just took two. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think summing up what you basically said and, and, and taking it from my perspective, when you're skiing heads that way, when you're frustrated, when you're all of this, it is a time to refocus. It means that you've lost focus or you've, or you've gotten that tunnel vision on, on maybe the wrong focus. So it's time to, to refocus. It's time to, like you said, you know, in, in option A, which is uh, refocus, most likely go, like you said, go back to your notes. Look at the things that were, that were really popping off for you in the spring. Like what was that that was, oh, I was working on, like you just said, gate speed, or I was working on my gates, you know, starting wide and making sure I got into my stacked position early and, you know, getting my speed by center line, you know, just go back, refocus on something. And, and like you said, also reach out to, if you've got a coach that you work with, reach out with them, maybe send them a video, say, Hey, I'm having a hard time. You know, can you give me something to focus on? Cause maybe there is something else that has, has popped it up. So refocus for sure. You know, yeah. <clears throat> the other thing, the other couple of things I would say is definitely listen to your body. You know, if you're waking up in the morning and you're feeling crushed and when you're in a slump, you can be mentally crushed. And, and when you're mentally crushed, it's like, you know, I can think about when I had a uh, breakup with a girlfriend, you know, way back in the day, when you, when you would have something like that, you might've been physically strong, but once you're mentally uh, yeah. uh, troubled or, you know, whatever stressed, yeah. it takes its toll on your body physically. So you gotta, you gotta refocus and get, get, get back into making sure you're, you're rested. You've got new goals on the water. For me, I would spend, you know, when I would start skiing like that, I would just put the ski away, but that doesn't mean I'm not doing anything. I would go and ride my mountain bike more. And people are like, what are you riding your mountain bike for? It's 94 degrees in Florida. You know, you're going to, you're, I mean, it's way too hot. It's too sandy. The conditions are crappy. And what do you do? You go out there and you just rip the bike for an hour and a half and go home and eat well and hydrate and, you know, all of a sudden you start creeping in your mind like, oh, I really want to ski. I really want to ski. Nope, I'm going to ride my bike today, you know, and go back out. I mean, if, and, and just like you said, even if you have events coming, you know, driving your skiing yourself into the ground is going to is going to not get you anywhere. You're not going to ski, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, have bad set, bad set, bad set. The, the likelihood of then popping off on Saturday and PBing is probably not high. So, you know, when you start feeling that, just walk away and, and, and let it be, you know, and, and find other things. Yeah. Keep, keep your workout program. Get back into that. You know, find, a, find something to do with the family. Go out and, you know, have a family adventure and, you know, don't do anything with water skiing. You know, if you live in Orlando, go to, go to Disney for the day. I mean, obviously not right now, but, you know, <laughs> when it's in safer times, like go do stuff that's yeah. fun. Go for a boat yeah. ride. Go for a swim. Yeah. You know, that kind of yeah. stuff. And then and then definitely, definitely take a look at your equipment. There are times when we're skiing, we can fatigue our equipment. Like you said, if you like going back to the thought of, you know, I, I can think back in the day, you know, I was when I, you know, used other boots, you know, I would have a tear in the rubber and not know it. And all of a sudden my skiing goes downhill and, <laughs> and I can't see the tear. And then all of a sudden I really take a look at like what's going on. And I look and I see I've got a three quarter tear on my high wrap or, you know, my hard shell, the base of my hard shell is cracked and it's actually, you know, it's almost about to break or, 
you know, I, whatever that is, take a look at your equipment. Maybe your gloves are really actually worn out and you're, you know, you're using more hand strength to hold on to the glove, which is taxing your forearm, which is causing a tennis elbow, you know, like just take a global look. Don't just keep banging your head against the wall thinking this is going to go away. I mean, there is that chance, but you might spend a month, you might spend the season. And why do that when you don't need to? We love doing this sport. Let's just take a deep breath and make a calculated approach at how to get out of this. Don't just yeah. see your way through it. Have a plan. Have a plan. I think I, I think so much of it just comes down to just trust, you know. And this is what I didn't have in my the younger days of my career was just trust, trust in your abilities. You know, the, I, I always you know always tell people ten bad sets in no way negates. 50 good sets you know and when and for some reason we place way more power in a bad set than we than we do in a good set you know what i mean you can i've been skiing great for a month you have two bad sets and that's a slump that, that it's, over. Sense, it's over right so just just trust trust yeah. trust 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 that just because you skied poorly today that, that doesn't mean you're skiing bad right just redefine redefine a uh, good set bad set uh, listen to your body and again like like you like you've stressed man remember that this is supposed to be about fun that's that's it right there and i i love that as an ending like we are look at look at your face during the day if you are grimacing all the time if you're preoccupied if your mind is taken away you're going that's not a good place to set yourself up get away have some fun do some other things you know make sure you're setting yourself up when you're skiing well how do you feel you don't feel exhausted, tired, over it, slumped, any of that. You feel energized. You jump out of bed in the morning. You're ready to go. You can't wait to ski. If you're not feeling that way, it's time to reevaluate, refocus, re-energize, and it will come back, people. 